Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Wednesday, January 10th, Ian Cameron, and look who's dropped in here. It's an old friend of ours. We haven't seen him actually since, what, last summer? I think we did a player suite interview with him right before he was trekking off to Europe to go to Hungary to start his season last year. Uh, he now finds himself, though, in Germany. He's Deitch. He is playing right now in the German three league currently. Uh, it's been a interesting season that he has uh, been gone that he has gone through to this point with his hockey season to this point uh and we're glad to have him here on the show it's been too long ray bryce our old friend checking in seeing how he's doing i'm glad to see you're alive you're still kicking uh, over there you never know when you're going to a, a foreign parts you know how things are going to go but uh it's good to see you my friend how are you how are you doing yeah it's good so far um doing all right uh just kind of experiencing europe here and um seeing as much as i can so um yeah just excited to be on excited to be back i feel like i haven't talked to you guys in a long time so um yeah it's, it should be good no it should be so we'll get into lots of stuff we'll get into some world junior talk because i know uh, ray's rocking the u.s hat why shouldn't he after that great run in the world junior hockey championship for the u.s winning the gold against sweden uh, and of course we'll break down the wednesday games we got three games tonight in the nhl but first let's talk about your season man so started in hungary we'll start there at the very beginning started in hungary clearly you're not there now you're in a different country you're in a different league so clearly something went off the rails a little bit there with your experience there so tell us about it yeah so i started the year in hungary um just wasn't the right fit for myself and the team and um it was me and my roommate had brutal culture shock it's pretty poor country and not um and we weren't in a big city or we were in a bigger city second largest city but it was two hundred thousand. um no one spoke english so it was, it was really tough adjustment honestly and um the hockey was pretty good um but we had a russian coach and um i don't have enough time here on the seg the segment to talk about this guy so uh <laughs> not good huh not no, good no, nothing good uh practicing the day after games where you didn't out. take your skate off and try to stab him right like half no no, no. <laughs> but practicing great. practicing it like after every every game the next morning uh workouts every single day like it was military we get there like the first two weeks of training camp we weren't on the ice just doing running and workouts um they told us we were going to get a car we never got a car so i was biking to the rink every day um, three kilometers, four kilometers of the rink every day. Nothing like going to play a physical, hard, demanding, taxing sport like hockey by having a bike there for your games and for your practices. Oh, yeah. Wonder your yeah. So it was just and it was just tough. Like it was just a tough adjustment. Like and the hockey was decent. Like I said, it wasn't it wasn't bad hockey at all. Um, it uh, it was different. No one, like I said, really, no one spoke English, and uh, me and my roommate had a tough adjustment with that. I spoke a little, tiny bit of Hungarian. The language was super hard. Uh, it's it like I likened it to alphabet soup. Like it was just random letters tossed around. I think, <laughs> but uh, yeah, other than that, it, you know, I ended up working out there. I got a buyout there. It's probably like the best case scenario. Um, got a good chunk of change, and 
found this team in, in Germany. I actually went on vacation to Poland, and while I was on vacation, I ended up coming here. Um, it was early in the year, so I didn't have a ton of offers or anything like that. My stat lines aren't great, you know, in the U.S. I've never been like a, a points guy, just kind of a third-line, you know, hard defensive forward. Um, so it's it's tough, you know, and imports, they're usually looking for high-end scoring guys that, that wouldn't pay. So I found this spot here in, in Duisburg. Uh, our coach is actually a former NHL player, played a uh, 300-something games, Christoph Schubert, German guy. Um, oh, I remember him, Ottawa Senators. Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah, that's him. Definitely. Yeah. So, by the way, your video, by the way, it's frozen, by the way. I just want to point that out, people. In yeah, the chat. I see that. I don't know what's going on. But uh, we hear you, so that's good. Okay. We'll figure it out. Keep you okay. continue. Yeah, yeah so it's, so I uh, I found a good spot here and uh, – Got a car in my own apartment. Really nice. I actually like the German culture is a lot easier to adjust to than the Hungarian culture. Um, so that's good. I, I sp speak a little bit of German and, and can understand people and order stuff at the restaurant. But a lot of people do speak English too. Yeah. Um, especially the younger population. That really wasn't the case in Hungary as much, correct? Sounds No, like no. The younger population did still like um, – it's the Russian coach fucking. That's hilarious, name. Cuban. <laughs> That's an all-time. I quote. think it is. I actually wouldn't be shocked by that. Yeah, yeah that guy just won't get off your fucking ass. This guy. No, no I haven't heard from him since, and whatever. He won't but, stop uh, bothering you. He's like a parasite. You can't get rid of him. Yeah. Maybe I, should I just try and re uh, refresh the page? See if it. Yeah, you can pop, hop out, come back in, see if that does the trick. But yeah, that's hilarious shit. Uh, there you go. That's that's hilarious, Cuban. That uh, you had that one waiting there for uh, for that moment. But uh, yeah, um, look, we're talking about the depths of you know hockey right here. When you're talking about Hungarian hockey leagues, and you're talking about you know the third league in Germany, which is where Ray is currently playing for Duisburg right now, uh, over there. So. You know, it's one of those deals where when you're, um, you know, when you're when you're soldiering along to keep the pro hockey dream alive, you're going to have bumps on the road. You're going to have experiences that it's like, whoa, I didn't think this was it was going to be like this. Whoa, I didn't think, you know, I was going to have to deal with this kind of shit, you know, so I get it. I mean, that is and I thought and I said this to Ray in the summer, you know, when he started, you know, in our summer series, it's it's kind of brave for him to be taking on this. A journey of his to be going over there like uh, especially you know hungary is not exactly um one of the more common uh places for hockey players to venture over uh in europe to keep playing the sport you know mostly it's sweden it's russia it's germany it's the, the uk is a hot spot for a lot of the guests we've had it's amazing how many guests we've had that are in that uk league the eihl uh, over there right now and you know i don't know if i'd be able to handle it quite honestly culture shock you know, no one speaks English, very few. I'd have to learn, you know, the, the, the new language. So it's, it's different. Now, look, I get it. There's, you know, Babel translator and there's Google translate and there's all these different, you know, apps and, and different uh, means of technology to learn a new language. And it certainly made things easier, but uh, I'm telling you what still uh, would be definitely something that uh, I'd be uh, very reluctant to get adjusted to. I'd be thinking, you know, probably a couple of weeks in, you know, holy shit, maybe I've got to uh, maybe I've got to rethink this and go back home to Canada, you know, but uh, I credit Ray for, uh, you know, he's especially when, look, things didn't go well in Hungary. He could have just said, you know, fuck this. I'm going back home uh, to the U.S., but he didn't. 
He got an opportunity there to play in the third uh, league in Germany, and he's there right now. Now, the team, he told me before we started the show, isn't doing great right now uh, over there. Probably not going to uh, make the playoffs, but nevertheless, he's going to finish out the season and then see where things go uh, from that point on uh, as far as that goes. Uh, Ray's trying to reconnect with us right now. We'll see if we can uh, get that going uh, at this point in time. Um, like I say, we had his video and his audio at the beginning, then his video disappeared, but we'll see if we can get going with that. In the meantime, we do have a Tuesday card that was big, so we'll recap that, and then we'll wait for uh, Ray to rejoin us in just a moment. But uh, as far as the Tuesday games, um, it was a huge 10-game uh, slate. Uh, the Seattle Kraken, you know, there's a series. I think the big theme coming out of last night's games is that this, we've got a slew of teams right now uh, in the NHL uh, that are streaking, that are on fire, that don't feel like they're going to lose another game at the moment. And uh, all of those teams pretty much won last night uh, as well, one of them being the Seattle Kraken. Uh, this has been a great run for them. Uh, they win again last night, 5-2, uh, against the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, Joey Decord has completely uh, taken over the net right now in the absence of Philip Grubauer, and he's been not just good, he's been outstanding uh, for this team. Uh, and another victory for him last night, and another game where he allows two goals or less. So really, really impressive stuff uh, from him. Uh, no question about that. So uh, they get the uh, job done 5-2. Uh, all right, we've got Ray. He is back. Um, there we go. Um, so apparently it was something with the laptop, because I see you're on probably your cell phone now. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, And then I tried to get back in, and it like, would not let me uh, start my camera or use my mic. You know what it is? So, I pr we probably had to boot you from the the original uh, iteration of you in the StreamYard studio from the studio so that you could enter again. But that's okay. You're back. Okay. Uh, it's all good. Sorry about uh, that. I don't know. No, all good. So obviously, look, I and I was saying before you got back, I credit you for sticking it out after the hungry experience didn't go well because you could have just said, fuck this. You know, this is a nightmare. I'm going back yeah. home. I'm done sticking Yeah, I could have. Out, my you, roommate you, did. Oh, he did go back, huh? <laughs> yeah, he, he left. We left like the same day. Um, he just, but that was his situation was a little bit different. He just wasn't like mentally having fun. I still wanted to play. He just said, "Ah, this is, you know, I've I've had enough." So this is more life thing than my. No, the just... KGB cannot dis defeat Raymond Bryce. I can tell you that right now, and we're finding no. that right now. Yeah. Oh, we had, uh, and I played with six Russians too. That's what was drive me crazy. Is these Russian guys could do nothing wrong. The guy, like, turnover, going the other way. Oh, no, no big deal. Blamed a 10-2 loss on me because I took a penalty because I called the ref a clown. Wow. And he said, and then we were down, like, 4-1 to one or something, and he goes, yeah, that, that's your fault. They wouldn't have scored that fourth goal if you didn't take that penalty. We probably wouldn't have lost 10-2. to two. Favoritism, like, then, to the Russians. So, basically, these Russian guys are fucking up, turning the puck over. It ends up in the back of our net. Hey, you just allowed a goal. Yeah, you helped allow, give them another goal. Good job, boy. Get another get yeah. another shift for you. Yeah. Yeah, and, and just, like, would bring good. bring us in. He hated us, but or hated me. I, I didn't get along, and I knew that he didn't like me, so it wasn't a good situation for me either, like. But uh, well, if you know well, he really been... truly doesn't like you and he's not going to give you a fair shake, you're at the point where even if I work my ass off and I'm getting better, he's not going to really give me the time of day and give me the ice time right. I probably deserve. So what? Why the fuck would I stick it out here and keep going? In, yeah. You know what though? There's been a lot of guys that have gone through and left already too, like even after me. Yeah. So, um, and, and they're not they're not doing well. Um, they're not they're not having any success, which is 
fine and whatever. I wish them the best. And like I said, I got a good payout from them and found this spot. And, you know, it's, it's been tough here, honestly. And yeah, the um, team, I mean, yeah, they've, you've had a tough season. The Deuceburg struggle. Team, it's right? it's yeah. hard to have success here when your team struggles like that too. And, um, you know, import players are supposed to be well over playing a game and um, I'm not there. So uh been tough, but trying to just push through it. And hopefully, you know, if I find something next year to get a fresh start, sometimes, you know, you're, you're not always going to have good years and whatnot. Um, you and know, we got a feel for our guy, Ray, because he was telling me before we started the show here today, you have not made the playoffs yet as a pro uh, hockey player. Uh, and yeah. it's been frustrating. It's been disappointing. So he's got some Buffalo Sabres vibes going right now. Yeah, it's uh, really right frustrating. Like playoff I, drought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm right at the end. Like, I want to play two. I'm almost to 200 games. So next year, it put me over the hump if I could make the playoffs in a good spot. I don't even care if it's a little bit lower league. Like, this league's not bad. You know, so I could get something like like that. Like, then and get on a good team and make the playoffs and enjoy my last year. That'd be fun. Um, some guys get make a lot of money in this league too, though. Yeah. But the problem with this league now, they're going down to two import spots next year. So you really like your imports are going to be pretty dang good if you're two. Um, but like we play a team on Friday, some of the guys are making a hundred thousand as imports. Wow, which is which is pretty crazy. Yeah, that is that's so. uh, that's uh, and you're right. You mentioned how there's only three imports on teams there in that German three league, which means there's three uh, people outside of Germany, and it's basically a bunch of Germans <laughs> and a, a Canadian and an American and someone else from outside of Germany. That's what you're yeah, doing. and these guys that are outside, we only have two imports right now because we have two guys that are they're from Czech and or Czechia and Sweden, but they have their German passport, so they don't count against the card. Um, so yeah, it's but. Yeah, just struggling. We struggle to we just um, a lot of teams in this league. They have pros, um, you know, like where they practice in the morning. The whole team is pros. Our team has like only ten pros, and all these other guys go to work every day, so we practice at night. Like I just got home from practice. What's, what's, got, what's, what's he say to the wife? Hey, babe, just got home from work. Now I got to get ready, get my pregame meal in, and go to the rink. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and these work. guys are like. When I showed up, they're doing work on their laptop on the bus and stuff. I'm like, this is incredible. But so it's like no secret that we haven't done well in management. I think that, you know, that's a little bit on them. I'll call them out and probably won't listen to this. But uh. well, I can't imagine that. Like, first of all, I don't care what the job is. It's 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 mental stress. It's emotional stress. The day job, I mean. And maybe right. in some cases, it's physical stress. Maybe they're construction workers, some shit. Who right. Oh, yeah. Our, our goalie's a painter. Yeah. He paints houses. Exactly, so, strenuous physical labor in their day right. job, and then they got to play like, and practice at night. Practice at they night. They come to the and rink and they're like, "Oh, I'm so tired." And then they're like, "Out of there." I'm like, "Well, yeah, I'd be dead too. I don't really blame you, but like, come on, we're, I'm here to play hockey, and you guys are working all day or doing your thing. Like, I would rather practice at 10 a.m. be pros and you know, like How maybe you go to work at battles when you have no fucking energy. They did. Have, I'd have no fucking energy play or having a day right. job. And yeah, and like Friday like our. Yeah. Friday, our team lost thirteen to three. Oh, <laughs> if I'm the so, coach, I'm saying you're all quitting your fucking day jobs. Enough's enough. Yeah, you and you know what? He's gotten fun. kind of thrown in the situation because yeah. he came later in the year. The other coach quit. He came in. I'm the only guy he's brought in. I brought in one other guy, one German guy, but so he brought me in. We fired an import, and then another import left. Um, so it's yeah. been a little bit of. I don't think the fans are too happy with the team, and we're even like. I feel like I'm playing in Toronto here. Like 
the fans are like all, all over us, like on Facebook and stuff. Really? Huh? Wow. They're that invested yeah. in the team, huh? Emotionally. Yeah. And the, the fans are crazy here. Like crazy. Like the atmosphere is the best. Like when you, I went to a DEL game here. Is, the atmosphere is better than an NHL game. The fans are, oh. the whole power play, they're on their feet clapping, like doing like chants and stuff. Yeah, that's exactly like, what it, we saw with U.S. Sweden. I was mentioning that online. With the yeah, Sweden, and that US, wasn't even like Swedish a – The clapping the whole game. Like, yeah, and they – I couldn't do they that. They play the, the drums game. the whole game, and they're yeah. chanting. And we're in the third league. Like, it's like – But in the, that – when I went to Cologne and watched that game, it was – the atmosphere was, like, unbelievable. I if you were an NHL player that, like, kind of at the tail end of your career, you would come over here and make a couple hundred thousand and enjoy that. Like, that is unreal. That is, you know, that's good. I mean, it's, and certainly that's, that's all, it's a part of the reason why I got, I know people are going over there. You know, the, the money's not bad at all. Uh, right. Right. So from that standpoint, why not uh, take that job? But that's, that's ridiculous, man. I couldn't believe that. What you just said, that's totally absurd that these guys are working nine to fives and they're playing in this league every, and there's games. What? Just like a normal the league. Every no, other we day only play playing. Friday and Sunday. Oh, okay. So there's a little more. Yeah. Downtime. And Friday's at eight o'clock right. usually. So. There's some things like it, it gets by it. It's not as professional. Like the East coast is way more professional than this. And the hockey was a lot better there. Um, but like I said, uh, like I'll make more money here than I would in the East coast league. Yeah. Well that, um, and that's the thing when you compare the two, like obviously and I've seen it this year in a, with a bunch of organizations, there's players bouncing around up to the AHL from the ECHL and down from the AHL to the ECHL, which is of course league two and league three, essentially uh, in North yeah. America. Do you see that with German two, German three guys going up to two down to three? No, not really. Um, what we see more would be like junior, junior guys coming up to play or like our, we have like a fourth league team uh, in Ratsingo, which is like 20 minutes from us. And they'll give us guys that like come and fill spots. Right. Like we're not super deep either. We feel like at one point, like I was hurt. Uh, my buddy who the other import, he was hurt. Uh, we had like no guys. We were trying to like fill the, feel the team pretty much. Like there was just like, if you can play hockey, you're playing. Now are you mandated to have three imports? You got to have three imports or no? No, you could have zero. Zero. But okay. If you don't have, uh, Reminds me the say, we don't need yeah, them. The rule, you have to have a certain number of Canadians on the team. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the fans would say they, <laughs> that we don't need them, but, um, <laughs> Keep it to Germans. Who needs these guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned that no Crazy. one goes up from German 3 to German 2. You also have to ask the question, is anybody good enough in that league to go from German 3 to German 2 and stick there? Oh, yeah. yeah, like uh, German-wise? Yeah, a lot of guys, like one of our guys played in the DL for 600 games. Okay, yep, the top so the, yep. it's a Yeah, they'll, guys won't go up either because they'll make more money down in this league too. So... Yeah, there's a guy. There's guys that played Dell DL two in this league, and you know they make money, good money as Germans, and they'll stay in the third league. Even my coach, I know he played. He was playing for Hamburg in the first league, and he just stayed loyal to the team. And when they didn't have enough money to stay in the first league, they went to the third league and just paid him a shit ton. I think. Wow. So the money's not bad. That's what I'm finding out from you. Uh, the money's not bad there. Oh, great yeah, question from our team, guy like, Goose. Yeah, in the chat. Like, Does Ray know what the refs are making over there in that league? I, I would say that they're they're uh, probably making money from teams because it seems like they're they're so bad. Like the teams are paying them. Um, I don't know. Maybe they're finding the local yeah, gas station know. clerk yeah, to see if they can ref a hockey game. It's awful. 
I, I've never seen anything like it. It's like the IHF, same refs. It's like the same refs. Yeah. That spearing call against, um, what was that? Czech and Sweden or Finland and Sweden? Switzerland or I think it was Sweden. Yes, yeah, it was a Swiss. Yeah. That was it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That spearing call, they were talking about that in Chicklesit. That was like, that was horrible. And that's the stuff you like open ice, hit a guy, and you get a penalty. Mike Johnson but, on the broadcast it sounded like he wanted to assault the ref over that call. Seriously. I mean, he was that. Yeah. Like, yeah. That it, yeah. I, I can't really blame him. Uh, so they could use an experienced Canadian ref. Yeah, Tim, if you want to, if you want to make peanuts and go over there, uh, go for it. Uh, you can referee a game in Diceburg one, Deuceburg one day uh, for sure. Uh, it's, you got that potential in you, no doubt. So as you said, you're probably not making the playoffs. You're finishing out. The season's probably ending what? March and April, I would think. February 25th was our last oh, wow. game. It's an early so, end of the season. Yeah, yeah. And if I could find something to go, cause there's a international transfer deadline, that would be kind of nice to just go finish out the season somewhere else. Um, but I'm going to stick it out if we don't make playoffs and I don't find a spot and that'll be it. But like I talked about, I want to get into coaching and looking at some other opportunities and, um, we'll see. So there you go. And if anything, you know, we'll get him on the show more often here too. Uh, yeah. down the uh, road, looking forward to I that. I see a, a Mel Pearson comment in the chat. Oh yeah. But was it something worth, well, you got to be careful with some of these chat comments. Not all of them are, yeah. uh, great but have any oh here's one yeah ray yeah, have yeah. any good mel pearson stories to share with the chat given his departure from coaching there we go yeah yeah you know who mel pearson is right yeah uh, yeah no no i i like him he's fine um i always thought like i thought he was a pretty good coach actually um he always had like a plan and um you know unfortunate what happened obviously it didn't work out but that's all i'll really say i don't really Yep. Have any great stories other than the one time I remember him chucking his stick in the stands and <laughs> he was so mad. But uh yeah, no, he was like pretty like mysterious. Like you never really like knew much about him, or you know what I mean? Um and I only had him for a year and I was a freshman, so I, yeah. if I didn't, I just kinda no Yeah, that was a pretty crazy time. I mean, that's just yeah. what it is. And obviously, you know, should he have done what he did? No, but at the same point in time, you know, you deserve a second chance, I think, in life with everything. Like yeah. if you're contrite and you realize, hey, I fucked up and you just, you know, you deserve a second chance at some point. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a believer in second chances at some point. And so if, the, if you go to the third, the fourth and the fifth chance and the fuck ups continue, you know, then, you know, I'm not as forgiving. Right. But, you know. To be able to give someone a second chance, but yeah, that whole situation of him at Michigan was uh, definitely uh, pretty crazy. Um, there we go. So Ray is uh, still Germany finishing out the season, and then I guess status at the end of the season will put it as Ray Bryce question mark. That would be yeah, yeah. yeah. I wish I knew. Um, gonna head back to the states. Got like I said, got some got an interview and coaching, and hopefully get some good opportunities and maybe some options. That would be ideal. Um, but yeah, looking forward to, to seeing what's next. If, uh, you know, and if I do get a, a good spot to come back over here, or maybe they offer and change things up over here, I'd, I'd consider that too. So, um, not entirely sure. I'm getting a little bit anxious about what's going to happen, but, uh, we'll see. So as you, and you know, as anyone, I'm sure there's anxiousness, there's, there's, ner- there's excitement, there's anxiousness, there's nervousness. There's probably concern. Like, you know, where do we go? Jordan, from Jordan you know, like that. I know Jordan Bennington and the uh, Jordan Bennington. So nice of him to drop in here from, uh, you know, probably coming off the practice with the blues here earlier in the day. <laughs> Did they yeah, let right. Rollie fight in this? There's no way that's it. So. Yeah. 
Of course. Yeah. yeah. There's uh there is there is fighting. Um but uh I I haven't seen any goalie fights. No goalie. But fights there's some there. absolute yeah. cheap shots too. Like guys just I'm just like what the like there's not like a co it's just different here. Like guys yeah. just don't really get it sometimes. Like you're yeah. just like, come on, but you know what it is? It's because you know there's probably a situation where the fighting's not as not as prevalent there. So if you do you know cheap shit to a star player on the other team or run somebody, you're probably thinking I don't have to answer the bell for it. So that's how that shit happens, probably. You know, because right. you're not concerned about any repercussions or consequences for your actions. Yeah, and you well, and the other thing is like you uh like you can't even chirp guys because they don't speak English. So it's like sometimes you say something to a guy, no idea what you're saying. No, he's like doesn't even chuckling. react, doesn't even flinch. Yeah. yeah. It's like ah uh, yeah, it's like that's what I'd be doing if someone said that to me and something to me in German or or Swedish or Norwegian or something, I'd just chuckle and make it sound like I knew what the hell I was talking of he was talking about. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> uh so there I, I applaud you for you know being there for in Europe for a full season, knowing there's been so many ups and downs, smiles and frowns, peaks and valleys. You could have said, you know, fuck it after the Hungarian experience, but you went to Germany, you're finishing the season there, and certainly the rest of the uh, whatever it's whatever's left, you know, a month and a half, two months left there. Uh, we certainly wish you the best and hope it goes Thank well you. there. Um, before we get into the NHL, um, we're going to just briefly look at last night. Uh, like I said, I don't know how much NHL, Ray, you get. How much NHL do you get, even get to watch over there? Not much. Well, it's, it's tough because your 7 o'clock Eastern time start is uh, 1 a.m. here. So um, I, I have NHL Network, um, which is nice. So I watch watch every goal like every night but um and there i watch the highlights sometimes i feel like especially in a proximate night i'm watching the same nhl show over and over again but um it's tough i like saturdays because um we practice in the afternoon in the morning or whatever it's like optional usually and uh i get to come home and watch like a one o'clock eastern game will be like a seven o'clock game here right um yeah but real juniors was great for me because every time the time was lined up the same so a yeah. seven o'clock primetime game for them was seven o'clock for me. Um, so I, I don't watch a ton, and I was gonna, I was thinking about when I was driving home. I'm like, well, what am I gonna say about any show? Um, <laughs> that's my, you uh, got me to talk for ninety. Yeah, my my years. bets, whatever they, whatever I'm telling you, I bet the other thing because I don't know a thing. I haven't bet on one game or anything. So um, I did go. just text my buddy. I said, throw a hundred for the Oilers, so yeah, uh, to win the Stanley Cup for me though today. They're on fire, and that's the oh, thing. And they're going to win it. They're going to win it. I'm really like confident wow. in that. Wow. And after that brutal start when everyone wrote them off, and I'm seeing Ryan Whitney on Spit and Chicklets basically saying, I'm done following this team and cheering this team. And the moment <laughs> he does that, they get on this crazy Those guys, run. I haven't uh, missed – that's the other thing. I haven't missed an episode of that show yeah. since I've been over here. Oh, wow. they're great. Yeah, yeah. It's – um. Like I say, Alex had a beef with Ryan Whitney about the jersey, which was a ridiculous take. I agree with that fully. The, the, the jersey <laughs> scenario, pretty, but yeah, they do I a good. That job. Comment was they pretty good. They're, they're the um, Mount Rushmore hockey podcast. They just yeah. are. You know, we're small potatoes here at the Ice Guys compared to those guys. Uh, there's no question about that. But you know, last night I was we talking about it before Ray rejoined us. Seattle with a five-two win against uh, Buffalo they, with Joey Decord. He's in that. They've been excellent uh, and great for him. Good Boston kid. 
uh, and he's thriving right now in net for the uh, Seattle Kraken. Oh, we got a question for you from our guy, Matt Robinson. He's another pro player that's been on the uh, show with us as a, he's been a regular guest weekly. He's going to be on with us tomorrow again. Matt Robinson was Bill McCall at Michigan. No, he was uh, right before me. We had Shucha. I think he left. That's a nail gun picture he's got there. Um, Isn't it? We mentioned that previously yeah. that his display oh. picture is like someone hit him in the in the face with a stick or something. Look at no, he at uh, Billy Mux is not there. Yeah, he was not there. Uh, he was like a year before me, I think. So there you go. So you just missed. Yeah, Bill McCall was a senator, I think, too. Ottawa for a bit. He played there. Canuck. Yeah, 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 I remember him. He had an NHL career for a little bit, but yeah, apparently, yeah. So you missed him. He was he was at Michigan Tech when you weren't. Uh, and yeah, uh, vice versa. Michigan. Not there anymore. I don't. Where, I'm not sure where he is now. No, uh, but uh, yeah, he he was on within the uh, program there for for a little while. But uh, yeah, Seattle five two against Buffalo played great. Tampa comes back to beat the struggling Kings three to two last night, and the Kings are struggling yeah. right now. It's uh, just um, absolutely un- insane, really, to see how much they're struggling at the moment. My buddy had a not- nice goal though, Matt Roy. He did. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, and like I say, they've just got to. It's funny. Their bread and butter is defending a lead and protecting a lead and closing a game out when they're up in a game. And that's what actually let them down and abandoned them last night against Tampa, who tie it up in the third. And then a wonderful goal by Nick Perbix, defenseman, uh, uh, unsung hero, surprising yeah. uh, overtime. Cloud kid. Yeah. Nick yeah. Perbix. I'm telling you what, he's. I, I gave that uh, guy some criticism saying this is the, who they've got now is their depth defenseman, but he's gotten progressively better. Yeah, Which I guess shouldn't be shocking when you when you play for John Cooper, you're probably going to get better the more games you play. And I've seen improvement in his game. There's no doubt. And that was a nice goal he scored uh, in OT last night to beat LA. Yeah, yeah, he's uh he's done well there. Canucks just keep on. There's another freight train right now. Vancouver five two. Rick Tockett. Outstanding job. Big win. Terrible spot. They played the Rangers the night before. Back to back, and they beat the Islanders 5-2. And it's no fluke. They were dominating the Islanders early in that game. It's like they were ready to play, uh, and the uh, New York Islanders weren't. 5-2 win. They sweep the Tri-State games uh, against New Jersey, New York, and the Islanders. The Rangers, Islanders, Devils. They win all three on that sweet part of their road trip. I mean, Vancouver, they're, they're, they're no joke anymore. They never were. Uh, they're for real. They're not going anywhere. Uh, it's an outstanding season they're having. They're up. They win five two. And I got to give credit to the Leafs. I mean, for, for usually that's a spot. We said this, Alex and I, yesterday, where you fade the Leafs in a spot like this. Perfect road trip back home, facing low, lowly San Jose. That's been the spot so many times where they've been beaten by a bad team when they shouldn't. But they finally, maybe they're maturing. Maybe they're growing as a team. Uh, but they put the absolute. Pump, they pumped the San Jose Sharks 7-1 to one last night uh, and a very impressive win for them just based on the fact that usually they shit the bed in spots like that. And for a change, they did not. Uh, my best bet with the over uh, cashes in that game. Uh, 5-3 Anaheim against Nashville. Great win for them. And I had noticed they've been playing better, even though the results weren't there, the wins weren't there. Even in their recent losses, they were getting a little bit better, Anaheim. And finally, they're rewarded with a win to snap their losing streak. They beat Nashville 5-3. And I'm concerned about Soros now. This is multiple games. He's given up like five goals. It's definitely getting concerning, his level of play. Uh, How about those Florida Panthers, man? Florida Panthers just keep getting it done. 5-1 against St. Louis. They are on a fucking 
roll right now. Eight wins in a row. Can't be stopped. They beat Vegas and Colorado, the last two champions, back-to-back on the road, and no letdown in St. Louis last night. What a job. Kachuk, Verhage, Bennett, Reinhardt. Uh, just everybody is rolling. And Kachuk's right now. getting hot, too. Kachuk's getting – and people were bitching about Kachuk not scoring early in the season. He's coming off a broken sternum, you fucking idiots. Yeah, he did a long I mean, playoff run where he's in a, pretty much should have been in the hospital when he's playing playoff games. I know. He could probably – it was unbelievable he even played one game with that thing yeah. uh, in the final, and then they finally had to shut it down. So it takes time to get back from that, and you can tell he's starting to find his game again. Uh, both ends of the ice, Bobrovsky and Nets been good. Their defensive game is good. They're 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 healthy on the blue line now, of course, with, uh, Ek, with Ekblad and Montour. And you tell you a guy that's turned his career around this season because people thought his career was over. He's fallen off. He's not going to get it back, and that's Ekman Larson. For Florida, I'm happy to see that guy playing well. He's had a really nice bounce back season for Florida when everybody thought his career was shot, you know, after last season with Vancouver. So, uh, really nice job. Uh, credit uh, to uh, him for going to Florida, Florida for taking a chance on him, and he's played great. Winnipeg, another team that's rolling five nothing against Columbus, no letdown for them. Uh, Adam Lowry, I mentioned this guy that you know, he's one of my favorite captains in the league right now. And look, they didn't make him captain because he puts up numbers. He chips in offensively, but he is a great leader. He is about as good a person. Everyone says the world about Adam Lowry as a person. Uh, And in the dressing room, uh, the great leader he is. Uh, He works his ass off every shift, every night. You know, there's no brake pedal in Adam Lowry's game. Like, it is full throttle every time he's on the ice. And Winnipeg's rolling right now. And I think, look, they've. They re-signed, you know, they got Shifley back in the mix. Velarde's been a they, – they fleeced L.A. right now. At that's what they were – yes. They fleeced and they have LA. another guy that's not – hasn't even played yet coming too, right? Did yeah. They I mean, get a but, draft pick for that? They did, yeah. And, of course, they got Velarde. Iafalo, Velarde. Yeah, and velarde yeah, has been amazing. has been good. Uh, and, yeah, and he's Dubois, consistent. Dubois was on the fourth line. That's another thing about the L.A. game I forgot to mention. He got to bench to the – not bench, but uh, demoted, demoted to the fourth line. Yeah, but you're paying that guy a lot more money than to be a fourth-line center. And I think right. Todd McClellan finally said enough's enough. We need more from you. And it's getting – right now, Winnipeg's ahead in that trade. No question Absolutely. About that at this point. They've got a legitimate shot. Yep. In their last 10-9-0-1. Yep. They've been great. They've been absolutely outstanding. And it's their complete game. Scoring. Deep. They're defending. You know they've given up – what is it? Three goals or less in 30 straight games. Yeah, the Winnipeg seen, Jets. Seen. Wow. That's crazy. 30 straight games, three goals or less. Not once in their last 30 have they given up at least four goals. That is a, that's an insane trade. Uh, that's an insane stat right now. Yeah, PLD is struggling right now. Yeah. Uh, and the Winnipeg Jets are getting the better of that trade. Bonus, it's a great story because he had his wife in the hospital. Wife, seizure, uh, yeah. Yeah, and he's done such a great job coaching them through this this difficult time. I mean, he almost lost his wife in that, in that incident too. That's how close it was that it was almost really? something tragic uh but she fought through it uh and she's uh, battling back from it he's rejoined the team and it's just every it's just a wonderful wonderful story one of the best stories in the nhl winnipeg uh edmonton's rolling chris knoblock 10 years going good 2-1 edmonton they win that game um Calgary 6-3 over Ottawa. They can't get their shit together, Ottawa. Another loss, another blown lead, another collapse. Yeah, and I'm not sure why they haven't hired Barube. Uh, Jacques Martin is just a stopgap. He's just a temporary yeah. head coach, just short term, you know, until they get someone else long term. But I, I look, 
Jacques Martin's in a tough spot. You know, it's not like he right. forgot how to coach defense. That's his, that's what he's known for. And it's, it's almost like, like they've gotten worse with him, though. There's some truth. Well, they haven't gotten better. I know that. Right. So they're either they're lost the four in a row. Or, yeah, they've been. It's been them bad. and Buffalo and Detroit's starting to dive in the dumpster too. <laughs> It doesn't it seem like, like we've talked for the last two, three years about this trio of Buffalo, Detroit, yeah, like and Like somebody's got to make it. No one's running away, running away with it. I mean, Detroit's done the best, but they've, they've been all disappointed. They've yeah. also won three in a row, but before that, they were, yeah, they were not good. No, they weren't. And then Buffalo finally, for the second time all year, wins two in a row. And you think, oh, maybe maybe Buffalo can finally start to get something they going. Lose. And then they lose five two to Seattle. Yeah, last night. So one step forward, two steps back. But Ottawa again, just they they cannot defend. It's almost like they don't give a damn about defending with the lead, right. and that's continue. And Corpusalo's had a brutal year. Let's not let him yeah. off the hook. Uh, they thought they were getting a pretty good goalie. Has had a good last couple of years, Columbus, then L.A., and it, that's not been the case. He needs to be better. He hasn't been. And then the up last game last night was Arizona coming back to beat Boston 4-3 at Mullet Arena. Bruins lose the game, but more importantly, they lose Patra. They lose Carlo. And they lose Linus Allmark to injury all in that same game See, last th- night. This and is Allmark the stuff that I miss. Yep. Yep. It's not good. Uh, and uh, well, we don't want to jump to conclusions, but you know, Brandon Carlos at the top four defenseman for this team. Potra is going to be a good young player for them, but Allmark's the one that hurts because you then yeah. you're going to have to go to Jeremy Swayman, who's been a little bit more up and down lately. You know, he had a really good start to the year. He hasn't been nearly as sharp lately. So if all marks out for a significant portion of time, you know, you're going to have to call up one of your goalies down in Providence uh, at this right. point in time. Uh, and uh, that could be uh, something that gets is uh, concerning right now for the uh, Bruins. And uh, look, the Bruins are not going to run away in the Atlantic division. Florida's on their tail. Toronto's on their trail. Uh, this is a, a battle now, right now for this Boston Bruins team to be able to win this division. And now that you've got these injuries mounting, it's certainly not going to make it easier. So we're probably going to see Brandon Bussey, I would assume. Yeah. Get out of yeah. Southtown Beach, New York. Uh, looks like he would get the call up uh, as far as uh, replacing uh, Allmark and tand- being a tandem with Swayman. If this East is tight, time. though, hey? it's That's a, like, the, there's been no, like, clear-cut team. I mean, you've got three or four, like, New York was good, really good off the start. Four to Boston. Those three teams have done pretty well, but like you're looking at the Metropolitan, you got Carolina with 49 points in second place, and the third or the first wild card is 46, seconds 45. They're only four points back. Yep. So if you're so, Boston, yeah, I mean you're you're in a situation right now where look, uh, the injuries are mounting, and you've got to to, to really try to fend off first of all a, a Panthers team that can't be stopped right now. Like eight straight wins and so many of them in dominant fashion. And Toronto, look, say what you will about Toronto. You know, they had a 3-0 road trip. They pounded San Jose last night. They're getting their game going. Nylander signed long-term. And Martin Jones is playing officially the best hockey I've ever seen for this long. I mean, it's Martin Jones, folks. Uh, and this is a guy I, I called him Mr. Beach Ball for years, Couldn't as in couldn't stop one. And here he is, night in, night out, giving them really stable, solid goaltending at a time they needed it most with Samsonov all screwed up and struggling and trying to figure out his mental uh, you know, frame of mind and his, get his confidence back. Speaking right. of Samsonov, he got called back. I was shocked, shocked yeah. that Samsonov is back this soon with the Leafs. But that's another story. But I think even though he's back with the team, they're running Martin Jones right now. 
uh, with the way yeah. he's playing. Yeah, he has been. This is absolutely outstanding the way he's playing in net for them. Be but a it's statue a, in Toronto if he does if he wins a cup there. There's <laughs> a statue for everybody uh, on yeah. that damn team if they That's ever win true. a Stanley Cup with just the drought and how long it's been for a hockey crazed market like that. Is this uh, year the year that Canada wins a, a Stanley Cup? Though I truly think best the best ever. I mean, and uh, thirty uh, mark what thirty-one years since the last time they won a cup. Nineteen ninety-three. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you got Winnipeg, Edmonton, Vancouver, and Toronto. They're all among right. you know, four of the top ten teams in the NHL right now. Right. So, there you go. Winnipeg, Edmonton, Toronto, and Vancouver. So my goodness, someone. I mean, if th- this is the best shot for sure, someone asking who's Ray's NHL team that he roots for. There you go. Um, honestly, I've kind of been on Detroit. Like, I don't really have a favorite Detroit, team. I, grew- I know it was New Jersey when you were young. Yeah, growing up, like, yeah. growing up. And I like Pittsburgh, too. Uh, I love Crosby. I'm a big Crosby fan. I don't, but, uh, yeah, more like just watching, watching guys. Um, like, yeah, Detroit, I would like to see Detroit do well. They've been off for so long, and, um, they've got some young guys, and, and they've, you know, made some trades and stuff like that. And I'm a Larkin fan. Uh, I was surprised to see what they did with Kane though. Like they didn't, they went on like a brutal run after they got him and he was a point per game. So like he wasn't the problem. Yeah. So I, but yeah, Kane's, Kane's been great in Detroit. You're right. And it just, yeah. sometimes it's a bad fit and it, you know what it was? It was too many, too, too many cooks in the kitchen, kitchen and yeah. not everyone can make a good meal at the same time. That's the way I see it. And when in New York last year, it was Tarasenko and it was Kane and it was already Kreider and Zabanajad, Panarin. And there's only so many people that can, you know, be the difference maker offensively. That's putting a lot. I know it's good to have a ton of high end talent, but that's a little too much. And to me, the fit and the sync was not there at any point. And they really like, they truly need like a superstar. I think though, at the same time, you know, like, all their guys are, and we just talked about too many cooks. Like, all their guys are good. Like, the Brinkett's close, but he's not like a, like, look at what Pedersen is doing this year. Like, that guy every night, Kucherov, like, that's a true superstar. You know what I mean? They, they need somebody like that almost just to, and like, maybe relax those other guys a little bit. I, you know, I'm not sure. Maybe they get in. It's, it's too, you know, you're in the doldrums of the year, so we'll see, but. You know, they're only like four or five points out of the last wild card, but the problem is there's like four or five teams between them and right. the last wild card. Yes. It's the teams yeah. got leapfrog. That's the bigger issue. It's not the yeah. deficit in points. It's the teams you got to jump over. They're, they're one point out of the second spot of the yeah. wild card. Yeah. But there's Pittsburgh's one point out, Washington's one point out, New Jersey's one point out. So, like, if you lose one and those guys win two, you know, like, you're kind of you, – every game is, like, important right now. You're dropping games, so. Yeah. Well, I agree. And you're right. But Larkin's a great player. He's not at the superstar level. I think right. he, he's, yeah. he's a great player. Great cap. Yeah. I think he's a good captain. I, I have no issues with him in the way he's uh, – Right. And I think if game. you win, you, like, you get – or, sorry, if you get, like, a superstar and let him go on the second line, and he can play a little bit. Like, he is a number one center. He has the ability to play a number one center. But if he can be the second line center and you let somebody like come in and I think he does even better. You know what I mean? Uh, not so much pressure on himself and 
he can lead a little bit more and, instead of, uh, you know. Yeah, Joe Valeno has been an unsung hero for the Red Wings. That guy, I mean, Mike, yeah. we've, talked, we've cashed some plus 500s on him gold props this year. I mean, yeah. totally undervalued. He's been on the top line multiple times this season, Ray, and he's been plus 500, and we've hit a couple yeah. of them. Yeah, no, he's done well. Um, you yeah. know, like I said, it's it's hard for me to follow everything. I I more just look at the standings and the scores from the night before. Yeah, it's that's, that's um, really all you watch can do. the highlights. Watch yeah. some highlights. Yeah, I get it yeah. over there, and that's what a lot of people that we've had, you know, as guests from over in Europe, have said the same thing. It's just difficult time change mm -hmm. and you know accessibility to the games, to the live games, and the combination. It's difficult. All right, right. we will finally promise we will finally get to Wednesday's three games in just a moment but first we got to mention something about the world juniors uh it was a great job by the u.s and you think of all the and it's funny everyone talked about snuggerud and everyone talked about you know a lot of the big time players on that team uh that were there but i thought that brinley kid that columbus stole him i think in the draft that yeah, Gavin absolutely brinley, stole. he well, was get him absolutely terrific in that tournament and he didn't get really the kind of uh accolades or uh, i guess you know players to watch you know, they always say that about every team going into tournaments like that. I didn't hear Brindley's name very much, but man, he deserved all the credit. Uh, Isaac Howard at an incredible tournament, and I didn't hear as much about him. I mean, I heard a lot about Leonard. I heard a lot about Lane Hudson and Cutter Gauthier uh, and Will Smith and, and those guys at Rutger McGroarty. But you're taught Isaac Howard wasn't talked about as much. He yeah, had a great the Iceman. Abe Perot had a great tournament. He wasn't talked about as much. And as I mentioned, Gavin Brindley was just amazing. So you talk about like, yeah. Oh, they were apparently the Swedes were so mad at the Americans too. Like that Ryan Leonard seller blew the blew kiss. The kiss. Hey. Unbelievable. Just I love that shit. Is what he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good night. Like, yeah. oh, I love that shit. That's unreal. I, do. but I, I don't. I have no problem with it. It's heat of the moment. You know. You yeah. know. You put the, like, the, the gold medal away with that goal. That's you know. It's, and that's why people know. hate Americans. Like just <laughs> cocky shit. Yeah, like it flips that. the bird. I'd I'd have yeah. a problem with that. That's going over the line a little bit. But you know, just doing a little thing like that. I mean, I get it. Like if 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 if, if I was you know Swedish and I saw that, I'd be a little pissed initially. But I've seen worse than that. Yeah. It, and look, yeah. they're young kids. They're just they're in the moment. right. Yeah, Eighteen, you know, twenty just, years you know, old. Exactly. So. Just showing a, a little bit. I mean. It is what I've seen worse. I mean, to me, that's not just, I mean, there's people say zero class. I've seen worse zero class yeah. maneuvers and gestures. Well, the Swedes went after the Americans at the end of the game anyway. So, like, yeah, a guy that played that for 30 a, seconds the whole game there yeah. was trying to rough it up with Hudson at the end of the game, throwing punches. That, there. Those Swedes were sick, though. Like, I watched yeah. them a lot because they always had the primetime game. Yeah. So they were always on, like, when I was not doing anything or whatever. I hate Letter Mackie and the Axel Sandin Pelica, like, those kids were studs. They're going to be good NHL players. Yeah, that was a great. That was Noah Oslin was good. Noah Os, great, great call there. He had a you know, Sandine Pelica is going to be an outstanding yeah. NHL defenseman, I think for sure. They have nothing to be ashamed about because that U.S. team was loaded. Like it's not like they yeah. lost in the gold medal game to an, an upstart like let's say Latvia, or yeah. Germany or something. They lost to a loaded U.S. team with double right. the first round. And pick. I'll say like this. Yeah. Every year, like it, the World Juniors, like it, it's getting there's less and less parity or more and more like, uh, you know, like the competition's closer every year, which is good. It means the game's growing. Lekaramaki too, great call, Rich. He's yeah, great yeah. on that Swedish yeah. team. Yeah, Lekaramaki. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, they were they were a great team, but the U.S. just was just that much better, just a little bit yeah. better, a little bit deeper. Oh, All these just guys loaded. are gonna have great careers. They're gonna have well, they had that Will Smith, Ryan Leonard, and. Yep. Uh, Gauthier line from BC, like 
if that's your third line, you, that, that would be a first line in Czechia, or you know what I mean? And I said this, on, and I know you know the Canadians are going to be disgruntled because they want to always think they're the best in hockey. But I said this: the next five to ten years, USA hockey is going to be a problem. At the junior level, they're going to be a problem. At the professional level, in these international tournaments, they're going to be a problem. The only, right? They're going to be a force. They're going to be in the mix. They're going to be contenders. Simple as right. that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And they were talking about that on Chicklets too. Like, it's not even a a Canadian fault it's just like the american the sports getting so popular in the u.s like the the amount of the population in the u.s is way bigger than canada like it's just a numbers game like whitney was saying on the it's like it costs just, way more to play hockey for kids yeah. in this country than other countries that's just the reality yeah. and well, now he's leg here yeah it's the same thing in the u.s and yeah. but yeah. it is a rich kid sport which is unfortunate and yeah. it's kind of turned into that and now people are paying like what ten thousand dollars a summer for the kids to do skills camps and stuff like that. But the big other thing too is that I don't think not many people have talked about is USA hockey kind of like dumped their like development plan like ten years ago, maybe fifteen years ago now, and they went to the ADM, like the right. small ice stuff, and it, it seems to be working great. Like, I think the retention rate of kids staying in the game is high. You know, like, the amount of skill level that you're seeing out of American kids now is greater. Um, you know, in the and game's growing. Look at- I've heard, too, there's more kids. Not a, not a It's not like a boatload of kids. Obviously, the majority still, when they're growing up, they go to play football. They go to play basketball, even right. baseball. But there's a small percentage, more than ever before, that are choosing to play hockey in the right. state growing up instead of football instead yeah, of basketball and, or baseball and you look but like look at las vegas like now they've got like i'm sure i don't know what's called junior night program or whatever you the game's gonna grow there there's gonna be a kid in the nhl in 20 years from las vegas like it's gonna happen you know what yeah. i mean like there's it, it's like what's that logan cooley from pittsburgh we yeah. played hockey because of sin's program like the game's just growing like and, and the nhl has done a great job they're they're just they know what you know. A lot of they know what they're doing in the NHL. Look at them all. Zoker, right, Florida you know, and, and Trevor Moore for LA. It's tons of them. Yeah, go on and on. Yeah, right. And you know, the game's just the NHL's done a great job marketing the game, and even the girls' game now. Like that's going to grow with this new PWHL, and yep. good for them to have something and make some money, and um, you know, an opportunity for girls to to move on and play. So, um, the future of hockey is bright. There's no, question. yeah, yeah, no, and maybe the the biggest time ever for hockey growth in the last, you know, it's been in the last three years and it's going to continue to grow. It absolutely will. You know what? We're going to try to continue to grow next, our bankrolls. So let's see how we can try to do that here <laughs> on this Wednesday night slate. Uh, we start with one, the first of the three games tonight. It's Montreal and Philadelphia. We've got the Flyers minus 180 home favorites, six being the uh, total here in this game. Look, I like the way this game sets up for Philly. A lot of enthusiasm. Uh, you know, I believe we're going to see Jamie Drysdale's uh, Flyers debut. Of course, in the big blockbuster trade with Anaheim, trading away the disgruntled uh, Cutter Gauthier, who didn't want any part of playing for the Flyers. Well, now he's out of there, and now in comes Jamie Drysdale, who looked, if you saw his press conference yesterday, you know, looked like a good kid, happy to be there, happy to have this opportunity. Um, so absolutely um, terrific to see uh, him, you know, t- t- you know, being happy to be here. Caden Primo and Samuel Erson. So we kind of have a backup goaltending battle here 
uh, with this game uh, with the uh, Habs and with the uh, Flyers. What Jamie Drysdale brings to this team is a right shot blue liner that they needed badly. He's got offensive upside, great skater. There's no question about that. He has five uh, a goal and five points uh, this season uh, in 10 games. Keep in mind, he's missed a lot of time due to injury, but this is a guy that's got the ability to not only play solid in his own end, but be a difference maker offensively. Rush that puck up the ice uh, and uh, make things happen. A quarterback, a power play. You know, he's got that ability to do all those things. And it looks like he's going to be on the second power play unit tonight uh, for the Flyers. So John Tortorella putting that to the test. Looking like that. And look, John Tortorella is putting this kid right up there already with the, with the on the top pair with Travis Sanheim uh, on this Flyers blue line. So talk about a big opportunity for him. Uh, in his NHL debut. And I know there's people in the chat saying, you know, the kid's going to be sky high props for him. Uh, I don't hate it. Uh, goal props plus 790. I mean, it is a huge, massive price, and he's going to play on the power play. So, you know, it's not the worst idea in the world as far as that's concerned. Uh, for Montreal, uh, look, they had uh, uh, the Ranger game over the weekend, which was a solid victory uh, for the uh, – Montreal Canadiens, I thought they played pretty well. Samuel Montembeau in that game was really, really strong uh, in net in that 4-3 win. But uh, they're a team trying to string wins together. They've had a tough time doing that. Flyers are struggling. You know, they're 1-5 in their last six. I just get that sense, though, that Philly's going to really be up for this game, excited to have the new kid on the block uh, in the lineup for them. I actually lean over in this game. Uh, The over is hit in four of the last five head-to-head meetings with the Habs and the Flyers. You've got, obviously, Primo on one side. You've got Erson on the other. You know, we've got a situation where the total's only six uh, in this game as opposed to six and a half. If you look at Montreal, uh, we've seen uh, four straight overs for them. Uh, Now, Philadelphia have had three straight unders, and their offense and their lack of it concerns me right now. But Drysdale, you know, on the back end, to get the puck moving up the ice, that's one of his strengths. It can only help them as far as generating the attack, getting the rush going for this team. So uh, over six here for me, I'm going to take a small shot with that. I don't really have much on the side, though. I, I I lean Philly, but not at that price, minus 180. Just a little too rich for my blood. Uh, I like the spot, the setup for them. I just don't like the price. Uh, what do you think here in this one, uh, Ray? Montreal, Philadelphia. Yeah, like I said, you you guys you have way more information than me, and I haven't even been able to watch, I think, either of these teams play all year. Um, but like I said, I try and follow along. Um, I like, you know, a new guy in the lineup, and I think he'll play well. And especially if he's on that top pair, he's gonna gonna play a ton of minutes. Um, should help them. Usually, guys in their debuts in a new spot do really well. So, um, you know, even if he doesn't score a goal or not, I, I would lean with Philly, and I like your over. Um, you know, with four or five. So, um, and, and I like maybe you take Philly outright. I'm not sure what the line is. Um, I actually am not allowed to – I don't have any access to American or uh, accounts because of my location. Yeah, of um, course, the, the old geo block. Got to love that. Yeah, kick me out, yeah, which is yeah. BS. But, um, yeah, Good so I, I, I don't know if I see this game going to overtime. Uh, like I, I think Philly's, you know, a spark, and there's been some news around the organization. I think they'll they'll come out and play well tonight, so. Yeah, I have the draw. I might sprinkle on the draw because the one thing I will say, Montreal did go to shootout against the Rangers. Philly's been an overtime team lately for the last 10. 
Flyers games have gone past regulation. So I could make a small case for the draw. I don't love it, the draw, but I could make a small case for it, given uh, what we have seen uh, with those uh, two teams. And yeah, like I said, for props, uh, if you're going to look at anyone on Philly, Konechny has been on fire. Uh, Tippett, you're right, has been absolutely ter- uh, terrific lately for them. Uh, Slavkovsky remains on the top line with Caulfield and Suzuki. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Anderson as well. I've mentioned how he's kind of been a little bit better offensively. Yoel Armia, actually, crazy as this is to say because he's on the fourth line. He scored in back-to-back games against Buffalo and the Rangers. Why not? Uh, I know he's on the fourth line. He's not going to get the ice time that some other players would on this Montreal team, but I'm telling you, he's scored in back-to-back games. Uh, he's clearly got a little mojo going, and he's plus 480 to score a goal tonight. So not bad if you're looking at the value there with Yoel Armia, the Finn here for the uh, Canadians tonight. All right, the next game is the first of two games on TNT tonight, uh, of course, in the U.S. Wednesday night means TNT hockey. Uh, we've got Minnesota and Dallas. Uh, the Dallas Stars minus 200 home favorites. Uh, the total in this game, six and a half, uh, shaded to the under. Some sixes as well. Uh, exciting. Uh, exciting this game for the main reason, of course, the debut of this big-time goaltending prospect for the Minnesota Wild out of Sweden. Jesper Wallstead, uh, the wall they call him, the brick wall uh, is what they call him. Um, and uh, look, uh, Jesper Wallstead, if you watched him, and top, we just talked, Ray and I, about the World Juniors. This guy was in the World Juniors a few years ago for Sweden and very good. And he's got, he's big. He's got the ability to be more athletic for his size than you would think. Uh, I'm very excited, you know, to see uh, how he performs here in his NHL debut. Now, not easy. Not easy because you're facing a Dallas team that this year has shown they've got a lot of firepower. Uh, make no mistake about it. But kid has all the tools. Uh, we know that. Uh, and we'll see how he fares here at the uh, NHL level. His first start. Of course, he was just recently called up. Uh, Philip Gustafson remains out You know, on IR for the Wild. They're at the point they just cannot keep playing Marc-Andre Fleury you know, every single night you know, at his age and at his stage of his career. So it's time to see what this kid can deliver based out of necessity. Why not? You know, down in the AHL with Iowa, 2.54 goals against average, 917 save percentage. Pretty good numbers. Not great, but pretty good is what those numbers are down there. See how he fares here at the NHL level. But here he is getting this uh, opportunity here uh, for the first time in the NHL with the uh, Minnesota Wild against a Dallas team that uh, took care of business handily against Minnesota. These teams played Monday night in Minnesota. It's the back end of a home-and-home, and it ends up being a 4 nothing shutout win for the Dallas Stars to get back on track. Uh, we'll see if they've got that focus that you need to have to be able to beat the same team uh, two games in a row. They're definitely the better team. Uh, and outside of Haskinen and Ottinger, you know, who remain out for Dallas, and Haskinen's a huge loss, don't get me wrong, but other than that, they're still a lot healthier top to bottom than Minnesota is right now. Minnesota's got no Spurgeon and Brodeen, their top two defensemen. Gustafson on IR. Marcus Foligno's back to a game-time decision. Marcus Johansson, another top six forward, game-time decision. And, of course, Kirill Kaprizov is on IR indefinitely. So just a lot of key absences here for the Minnesota Wild. It's hard to trust them here to be able to compete with a team like Dallas. It is a revenge spot for Minnesota. They do have this young, hot-shot goalie, uh, coming in here at Wallstead for his debut. And you know teams rally around that. They want to play well for the kid in, in his first game. But I just don't know if Minnesota's healthy enough to trust them, even getting a nice number like this, you know, at plus 170. So 
I'm going to sprinkle on the draw here with the Wild and the Stars tonight. The one thing about Dallas, they played a lot of close games at home. 4-3 Nashville at home. 5-4 in overtime Colorado at home. 4-3 Montreal at home. 5-4 Chicago in overtime at home. 4-3 Vancouver overtime at home. 4-3 Seattle overtime at home. Every Dallas home game lately, it's been a white knuckler for the uh, Dallas Stars. So I think the, the, the draw here is definitely in play. Uh, if I, Alex were on the show, I'd I'd be willing to guess he might be on the uh, draw as well. I am going to take a small shot with the over one and a half. I don't feel great about it because of the situation with Wallstead and net. They rally around him. They try to protect him. They play a good sound defensive game. And we did see a low scoring battle the other night. So, but that first period over trend, we're not ready to totally abandon ship on it just yet with the uh, Dallas stars. So that's the main bets for me here is draw little first period over uh, as well in this one. Full game over at 6-2 possibly, but I don't feel confident in either one because I could see them trying to rally around Wallstead and try to be a really, really you know, low event, keep this a low event game, help this goalie out, play good team defense in front of them. I could see that being the MO for Minnesota tonight in this game to try to you know, have a chance to win it. What do you think here in this one, Ray? Uh, Minnesota-Dallas. Yeah, I'm high on Dallas. I think they're so good. Um, you know, that's one team I always seem like I'm watching their highlights and they're always doing well. Um, they're 6-3-1 in their last 10. Um, you know, opportunity to play at home and, and you know, win. I, I just – I don't see – Minnesota's been on a bit of a skid, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they're 5-5, five and, five and and they were playing really well. Um and, and one and five seven. in their last six, by the way, and it's all yeah. been since they got this, to, you know, just riddled with it, these injuries that they've yeah. suffered. And and they're seven and ten and two on the road. Um, where is Vegas? Is twelve or sorry, Dallas is twelve and seven and uh, two at home. So uh, I like I like Dallas here. I don't love the price minus two hundred, um, but I, I like your draw, your draw in in the under. Um, like I said, I think Minnesota will play uh, sound offensively. And actually, I'm drawing the first period over, not the okay. That first period, just because of the Dallas trend. It's like something like what 21 and five first period over. It's been crazy, but I don't love. I'm just riding the trend. I honestly, yeah. if if the trend were not a thing with Dallas and these first period overs, I may stay off it tonight. If that if it, if it weren't such a heavy good trend right. long term, because. I think it's all over the place. It could be 5-4. Wedgwood and Net hasn't been great for Dallas lately, and he's back in tonight. But he got a rest, and he needed one. Yeah. He's been playing way too many games in a row with Ottinger out, and he needed the rest because he hasn't been playing as well the last few. So maybe the rest helps him to play better tonight. So. Yeah, I just I just the way I just have a feeling that it's going to be the under. And, um, you know, I get like it. I, like you no, said, I, that's I, not crazy I at all. So. They saw 4-0 the other night with these two teams, and we've seen the right. under cash in uh, – what is it? The under here. It's actually uh, four and one to the under in the last five at day. And sometimes a goalie goes in and has like an unbelievable yep. debut and, you know, like highly tossed, you know, so it's a good life. I just have a feeling game. good live betting game. Look to see how Wallstead looks early in the game. Look yeah. to see how Minnesota's playing in front of him early in the game. Good way right. to approach it. Cause it's, there are some unknowns here as far as this game is concerned a little bit. Uh, prop wise, uh, you know, I would say, Sagan, you got Sagan's the number one prop on Dallas right now. Like he is the one that's just 
you know, Duchesne's t- the Duchesne has had a run where he's been the dominant goal scorer. Yeah. Marchman has had runs where he's put the puck in the net like crazy. Right now it's Sagan. Uh, three straight games with a goal and five goals in the last five games. So he's the clear number one option right now for uh, Dallas as far as uh, goal scoring right now. Uh, he's been feeling it. Uh, I would say for Minnesota, again, they've got questions about who's actually going to be on the in the top six tonight. Again, due to all the injuries that they're going through right now, uh, but it looks like you know there's a Rossi would you know would have to step up, Boldy would have to step up for them tonight uh, with the injuries. Um, Hartman, uh, you know maybe Freddie Gaudreau. I mean, those are the players you'd want to look at here tonight for Minnesota. Uh, if these uh, players like Felino and Johansson uh, are out, and of course Kaprizov ain't coming back, so that's what you'd probably want to look at for props there in that in this game. All right, the second TNT game, the game of the night. It's not even close. It's the last two defending yeah. Stanley Cup or the last two Stanley Cup champions going head to head, Vegas and Colorado. Uh, we've got uh, Colorado minus one forty home favorites in this game. The total uh, is currently at uh, six uh, and a half. You know, six and a half. It is uh, shaded to the under. Last time these two teams met in Vegas, Golden Knights seven, Avalanche Squadouche. And it was Vegas by a touchdown. Totally shellacked the Colorado Avalanche in that game uh, earlier this season. You don't, I, I would just be willing to assume Colorado has not forgotten what happened that night. Now, it was a while ago, and it was just one regular season game. It's not like it was a playoff series loss, but still, November the 4th in Vegas, 7 nothing Vegas. So uh, there's no question that Colorado, I'd expect them to be ready uh, tonight in this game. Unlike the Florida game, they looked like they were just not prepared to be dialed in right away. I thought they were better in that regard in their last game, the win against um, Boston uh, earlier this week. Tonight, I definitely expect them to be uh, ready to rock from the opening puck drop against this Vegas team defending Stanley Cup champs. Vegas has been struggling, but they finally snapped the the, the skid. They had gone one and six in seven games prior to to beating the Islanders uh, five to two uh, on Saturday night, much needed win for Vegas to get back on track. We'll see if they can carry that over here and string a couple of wins together. It won't be easy here. Uh, obviously, seven nothing. It was an absolute a debacle it's, uh, earlier this year. Now there are some injuries here for Colorado that we do have to mention. Both teams actually. There's a lot of injuries both sides. We know William Carlson's on IR. Theodore is still on IR for Vegas. William Carrier now is on IR. Logan Thompson's out. But the good news is Aiden Hill. Talk about timing. Logan Thompson has to be put on the injury list. And now just in the nick of time, their Stanley Cup winning goaltender, who is the backbone behind that, well, one of the backbones behind that Stanley Cup run, Aiden Hill is back here tonight for the uh, uh, Vegas goal tonight. It's actually not an injury. It's an illness for Logan Thompson. And Zach Whitecloud day-to-day. So great timing there to get Aiden Hill back. But he hasn't played in a while, a very long while. So we'll see how sharp he is. We have not seen him in a game since December the 17th. You know, so it's been some time. Uh, and then before that, he was out for a bit for a, a period of time and hasn't played a full game. He hasn't played a 60-minute game since November the 27th, Aiden Hill. So that's how long ago it was. Uh, so we'll see if he's sharp against a Colorado team. that Their, their issue has been defensively and their goaltending. It hasn't been scoring lately. Georgiev and net for Colorado. And they've got injuries, too. You know, with Lekkanen and Landis Skog, long-term IR. Bowen Byram on IR. Miles Wood, 
who's been pretty good for them this year uh, out. Josh Manson on defense is out now as well. So, and look, they've got, that's a position of strength for them, a position of depth, the blue line. But I don't know, you know, the more you chip into it, you know, the more you're going to get concerned is uh, eventually for as deep as you are on the blue line and you're missing this many players on that, in, on, in that position, you're eventually going to feel it. So we'll see if Colorado can withstand, you know, some of these absences on the blue line. It looks like tonight it's going to be, at least they have McCarr and Taves, their best two, but then it's Gerard, it's Johnson, and it's going to be Caleb Jones and Sam Malinsky. Although I'll say this, that Sam Malinsky kids played pretty well uh, for this Colorado team yeah. since he's been uh, in the lineup. I'm going to go with first period, both teams to score in this game. Uh, that I like. I, I don't love the six and a half. Um, I would, I would lean that way because Colorado has been an over machine lately, but these two teams have not always been in track meets. In fact, before the seven, nothing Vegas win, it was, it was seven straight unders, I believe six straight unders uh, between these two teams. But I do think it's a fast start in this game. I like the both teams to score at a plus price in the first period. Um, the draw I like, I could see this being a, a, a close competitive game. Uh, I don't think it'll be a runaway either way. And we have seen Colorado kind of turn into this little overtime shootout juggernaut lately. Three of the last four games for the Avalanche have gone beyond regulation. So the draw, I think, first period, both teams to score. And if I were to consider one other bet, because I think Colorado's really amped up for this, and I'm not so, and I'm not so sure Aiden Hill in this first game in a long time is going to be at his best. Not to mention Vegas defensively hasn't been as good the last few weeks either, and they're banged up on the back end. I'm going to rock a little Colorado team total in this game as well, uh, over three and a half uh, in this one, because I definitely think there's going to be onus on this Avalanche team. And think about the last two games. They beat Boston. They got to four goals. And even in the loss where they got pumped by Florida over the weekend at home, eight to four, they still scored four goals. And that's enough to cash your team total. So uh, I'm going to look at that as well. Avs team total uh, over three and a half here in this one. Uh, Ray, it's the game of the night. What do you think? Golden Knights. Yeah, out. I'm going with Colorado here. Um, Vegas has struggled as of late. Uh, got some injuries like you talked about. Um, you know, I think White Cloud's a big part of their D. Um, and the other thing is McKinnon's got a chance to break uh, Sackick's home point streak record tonight. Um so you can look for him for a player prop. I like your um, Colorado total. Um, I just think their offense is just so high octane, and um, that McKinnon line is stupid. Like it's he, well, it's he, not just McKinnon Ray anymore. Uh, yeah, Jonathan Drouin yeah. is on fire for them. Nichushkin yeah. can't be stopped right now. Like they, those two guys are the ones that stand out. And if you're betting props tonight in this game. Uh, Colorado with McKin with uh, Nichushkin and Drouin, who have been while well, they're undervalued, you're getting better prices with them, uh, and uh, they're the ones that I'd be looking at for props on the Vegas side of the equation uh, tonight. You know, we're going to see Barbashev, Eichel, Marcia. So the one I want to focus in on is Pavel Dorofiev for Vegas. He scored in back-to-back games. I said this when he first got got called up again and joined the lineup. This is an offensive finisher and a very good one. He's capable of it. He's got five goals on the season, goals in back-to-back games against the Panthers and the Islanders for Dorofiev. I think Dorofiev's a great look here as far as goal prop tonight on the Vegas side. Certainly the most value for a guy that's now scored in uh, back-to-back games. Because what can you get as far as the uh, prop? You can get an absolutely outstanding price uh, probably for uh, Dorofiev compared to, especially considering now he's looking for a third straight game with a goal, plus 410 
that's value right there. Uh, Pavel Dorofiev for sure on that uh, second line for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, he'd be someone I'd be looking to target. Yeah, I really like the team total. Well, like I say, I don't love minus 140. I, I'm not convinced Colorado with the issues Georgiev has had and uh, Prosvitov for that instance, it, for that, you know, as well. They both had issues in goal. Their defense has been kind of up and down lately, Colorado. And I don't want to lay a buck 40. So that's why I like the team total. Just focus on Colorado scoring four. Win or lose, you don't have to worry about it. And it's plus 110 at Pinnacle for the Colorado team total over three and a half. Might as well take that because if they win this game, are they really scoring less than three, four goals? If they win this game, I don't think, I think there's a good chance that they win this game, they score at least four. So for me, I much, much prefer Avs team total over three and a half plus 110 than Colorado minus 140, you know, on the money line here. If you were in my shoes, at Ray, would you agree with that? You'd prefer team yes. total with that yeah, price, yeah. definitely, definitely. Uh, I think, like goals. I say, if you like Colorado, take the plus one ten with the team total to get at least four goals. And I yeah. think the the money line option is a little more dicey uh, in a high variance game like this between two obviously really good teams, two contenders uh, in the Western Conference. All right, there you have it. That's the Wednesday slate. A uh, shout out to everyone in the chat. Hit the like button if you haven't done so already. A reminder, make sure you sign up, patreon.com slash iceguys, $10 a month. Uh, all of our exclusive content is there. The daily cards, sides, totals, player props, uh, and of course, uh, goalie charts, totals charts. We're going to have bonus videos and content throughout the rest of the season and including our first patreon exclusive live betcast later in january it will only be available to patreon members to watch and also patreon members to join us on the stream as part of it that'll be toward the end of the month and then we also of course have our main betcast it's next tuesday january 16th 7 p.m eastern that'll be public free open to everybody uh, make sure you join us for that looking forward to it and again, signing up means you help keep this show going for the long term. We want to be here for years, if not decades, to come here doing this show. We're, we're, we're serious about being here for a while, doing this show, Alex and I, for many years to come. So make sure you sign up, patreon.com slash iceguys, just $10 a month. And check out the Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Uh, Ray, we do the bargain bin special of the night at this time, which, um, look, I know you, uh, well, we'll let you uh, pass. Uh, on this segment but what it is is we pick a, a prop of plus 300 or better on the board the one we like the most that's why we call it the bargain bin special we look for a big plus money prop the one we like the most and i'm going to go right back to vegas and colorado and go with pavel dorofiev at plus 410 tonight for the vegas golden knights that is a great price for someone that's on the second line and has scored in back-to-back -back games so pavel dorofiev plus 410 for my bargain bin special of the night uh, with honorable mention. Well, let me see what Drew N is. Drew N was the other one I was considering, but I think his price is, uh, yeah, his price is dipped below plus 300. So it doesn't make that uh, bargain bin criteria, uh, you know, requirement. So uh, Dorofiev does. We'll go with him plus 410 for Vegas for bargain bin special of the night. All right. Look, I know uh, obviously over there it's a chore. It's hard to get your uh, bets in, but it's best bet segment, Ray. We'll still throw it to you. Which one of uh, the three games, what do you like the most here tonight? Yeah, and I, I'm probably going to steal yours. I'm going to say the uh, Colorado team total over four. Um, All right, there you go. Over three and a half, plus 110. Three and a half, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yep. 
Yeah, I know so. it, you got it in your in your head. They got to score four. Yeah, right? yeah. So that's exactly that's how you end up saying four. So there you go. Rays liking that team total uh, with Colorado uh, over three and a half, a uh, plus one ten uh, for his best bet on this uh, slate. Uh, my best bet's actually not that. We're going to go back to Habs Flyers. I like over six there, minus one twenty. Let's take a shot with. I just get that sense tonight. Philly is needing to get their offense going. I know Torts wants them to play good, solid defensive hockey. But they need to score right now, and one goal is not going to cut it like they had against uh, Pittsburgh uh, the other night. Montreal's trending over. Uh, the series history has actually trended over, if you can believe it, with Montreal-Philly. Uh, four of the last five meetings have gone over, 4-3, 6-3, 5-4, uh, The only meeting that stayed under, and it barely stayed under, was a 3-2 win for Philly last March. So uh, let's go with that. Montreal-Philadelphia over 6, minus 120 uh, for my best bet for this Wednesday card. Uh, that's a wrap. Um, Ray, it was great catching up with you. Yeah, uh, wish you all the best the rest of the season, man. Thanks for having me on. No doubt. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form in all major podcast platforms. Yeah, that's the plan, Cheshire Cat. One last comment before we wrap up the show. Ray, Ray, make sure you come back more often. We'll yeah, I'll try. Yeah, I'll go. try. We will. His season's winding down at the end of February, and he's pretty damn sure that there's not going to be postseason in his future this season. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll have opportunities, definitely, especially come playoff time when we get to uh, April. Uh, no doubt Stanley Cup playoffs will be underway, and we'll get uh, Ray in the mix here uh, in the rotation more often here uh, on the Ice Guys show. But uh, great stuff. Shout out to everyone in the chat. Hit the like button on the way out. For our guest, Ray Bryce, our old friend, good to check in with him once again here on this Wednesday show. Uh, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday. we got Matt Robinson back in the mix tomorrow for the Thursday edition of the show. And Alex as well will be back uh, tomorrow for the Thursday edition of the Ice tell, Guys. We'll see you then. Tell Alex I said hi. We will. He was disappointed he missed it, but he had appointments today. Uh, but uh, we will definitely uh, let him know that uh, you say hi. And Alex will be back along with Matt Robinson tomorrow on the Thursday edition of the Ice Guys. (laughs) 